I was driving home from work tonight, thinking about life. I was thinking about, we certainly have, like, a a love-hate relationship with America's Next Top Model. Of course. And I was brought back to our exquisite yet short-lived modeling days we had. Ah, of course. Um, Obviously, our American Girl doll magazine cover shoot. Uh, Yes, very famous cover shoot that we did for the American Girl doll magazine. Yes. And then our uh, fashion show we did for one of the highest quality, highest fashion lines out there, Macy's. You know, it's it was not Macy's. <laughs> it's called Mitzelfields. And funny enough, the outfit I was wearing in that cover is actually the outfit that I modeled in at Mitzelfields. That's where I got it from. I'm just gonna take over this story to provide the background, considering you already got the <laughs> you already got the name wrong. Uh, We know how your long-term memory is. But essentially, when we were children in um, downtown, there's, like, a bunch of blocks of just, like, local stores and things. And one of these stores was called Mitzelfields, and it was basically, like, a a higher, kind of like a Macy's, like a higher-end department store. And we were just in there one day, and some woman approached my mom and was like, would your children ever be interested in modeling um, our, like, children's clothes? Because we're having this fashion show to show off the the new like line of things and we were like sure (laughs) sounds great so hannah and i were brought in we were scouted to be in this modeling show yeah i mean i understand why i mean we were adorable as children yes i don't really know why i agreed to do it because i know why you and mom did because mom got free outfits for us we actually didn't get free outfits she had to buy them oh i thought you got to keep one well, no, she bought one. She bought it for me. Because oh, I, I thought, like, it. I thought you got, like, one free. No, she, I liked it so much that she bought it. Okay. Well, I don't know well, why. Well, it was I... also, it was for church, too. It was a church outfit. A black pants, like, a little tank top, and then, like, a, a light, like, um, see-through, like, purple flower blouse. I loved it. It was one of my favorite outfits. Well, I don't know why I agreed to do it, because I, <laughs> as a child, and still to this day, I am not at all interested in fashion i didn't really like dressing up as a kid i hated it i despised it yeah i think the only reason i probably did it was either a mom forced me to do it right or b i wanted to do it because you were doing it yeah i don't know i feel like you sometimes wore dresses at that age yeah but i didn't like wearing them i mostly wore them because either like mom wanted us to match right or I was just, like, she bought it. Because, like, obviously when I was a kid, she was, like, buying our clothes, so. Yes, we were not buying our own clothes. So it was probably something she picked out, and I was like, okay, I'll wear it. We, I think we modeled two outfits. The one I got wasn't even a dress. It was pants. It was, like, a, like a leisure, su- <laughs> leisure suit. It was, like, pants. It was, like, dress pants and a blouse. We have footage of this modeling days. We uh, walked up to a a box, um, did a little spin, and then went on our way. And there were probably, like, 20 kids. Weirdly, there were, like, two or three people I knew from school who were also doing it, and unbeknownst to me, like, I showed up and I'm like, oh, hey, it's people I know. (laughs) That's weird. That is weird. I'm pretty sure, um, did it. Oh. Um, and then I know for a fact he was there. Just weirdly happened to work out like that. I remember I got lost. (laughs) <laughs> I came off the runway and I was so caught up in the camera lights and the people yelling my name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came off that runway and turned the wrong way. 
And all of a sudden, I was, like, in the middle of the clothing rack area. And I was like, I have no idea where I'm supposed to be. And this lady went, came and found me. I was like, yep, you got to go this way. I was like, like uh-uh, uh-uh, wrong way, uh-uh. wrong way. Um, <clears throat> we're full. And that was the moment I realized that I would never, ever, ever be a model. Be a model. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because I actually was just talking about America's Next Top Model like yesterday. So Germany's Next Top Model is still going. Heidi Klum is the host and they just um, got a new song and Snoop Dogg is featured on the song. Of course. So you've made it, you know. Snoop. Good old Snoop Dogg. Snoop. (laughs) We did some modeling once, one time, and then we had our infamous photo shoot. And then, yeah, then that career ended. Head to and end. Now, and now we're here. And now we're here talking about talking it. Talking without any without any visuals, so it's just our voices, because you can't look at us. We don't want you to <laughs> We don't want you to look at us. Don't look at me. That's what we want. Conceal. Don't feel. Don't let it show. Don't let your face show, Hannah. Nobody wants that. I never do. party it's your birthday we're gonna party oh no oh no that's what you decided on no i'm i'm not happy with that i want to do something else okay i mean this has to stay in but if you can come up with something better the only thing i can think of is i don't know about you but i'm feeling 22 but neither one of us is 22 i'm not turning 22 i haven't been 22 in a while okay well sure it's a lackluster birthday intro to a lackluster birthday (laughs) that i will be experiencing another covid birthday would you expect anything different no not at this point welcome this is research rank repeat i'm one of your co-hosts Alyssa. this is co-host hannah and this is Alyssa's birthday spectacular week episode Yeah, when this comes out, I will be another year older, and today I decided I wanted to cosplay as The Rock, as I was telling Hannah earlier, you know, I just wanted to, you know, dress it up a little bit. I got a little bit of some blackberry whiskey that I'm sipping on, you know, some piach for my biatch, as um, the whiskey man told us where we got this. Good old whiskey man that I did not hear. I can't believe you you missed it. I was so aghast that nobody was reacting. Just to me. No one else said anything. No one else even had a reaction. I was looking to you to, just to make eye contact and you, you ignored me. I didn't hear it. And it was a sad time. I wish I would have heard it. I do too. I told Alyssa, because it was her birthday week, that she would get to pick the episode. Yes. Mine just so happened to line up right with Halloween, so it just was a Halloween theme. But I was like, Alyssa, it's your birthday. You deserve it after all the shit we've been living through to at least pick something you want to talk about for this week. 
Yeah, you know, I thought long and hard. What things bring me joy? What things spark joy and curiosity in my life? And I had a few ideas, but ultimately I decided, especially in COVID, one of the things I love and have loved for like most of my life is puzzles. Anything to do with that that category. It probably stemmed from early on, we would always drive places. We never flew anywhere and we drive like 20 hours to relatives houses because they lived all over the United States. And my mom used to get us these puzzle books, children's puzzle books, you know, like word searches, maze, stuff like that. Um, And I always, and we always loved doing those on trips. I just kicked something under my desk. I don't know what's under there. And then I think that evolved over time. I got really into Nancy Drew computer games, which have been essentially is just like, you're solving a mystery, you know, a whodunit, general shit, and then there's always puzzles thrown in. And then that expanded into things like Professor Layton games for the DS and like Brain Age and Big Brain Academy and eventually just like other puzzle games and um, logic games and stuff like that. And to the point where like I pretty much do a puzzle like at least once or twice a week. I literally just finished a 500 piece like jigsaw puzzle today that Hannah got me for Christmas that is called Cats with Careers where it's just cats with different careers and there is a podcast cat which I was pretty excited about. Also what I learned is that cats do not like puzzles. They will try to sabotage you Oh, so actual cat did yeah, not like- Yeah, an actual cat did not like me, an actual human, f- doing a puzzle about cats, mm. is what I learned. Yeah. We're going to rank some puzzles. I gathered an assortment of different types of puzzles to try to have a variety of things. Some simple ones, some a little more difficult. Hannah particularly had some trouble with one of them. Hannah, I just want to let you know, I think I got- the same computer or the same phone app that you did and I completed the first puzzle in six minutes and I've never played the game before I don't know what happened I spent two hours today at work trying to complete the first puzzle and I did not you didn't do it oh I'm sorry it took me so long just to figure out how to do it stuff like that comes easy to me specifically but I'm just going to talk about puzzles in general So um, a puzzle is a game problem or a um, physical thing or a toy that tests a person's ingenuity or knowledge. Most puzzles you have to apply some form of logic or um, deductive reasoning to. Sometimes they include things like solving math problems, thinking outside the box. It just kind of depends on the type of puzzle. So the word puzzle was first used in the 16th century as a verb to puzzle. To be puzzled. Yeah, to be puzzled, like as a verb, the actual noun, like a puzzle, did not appear until the 1800s. So there are several different categories like of puzzles. So the first one is lateral thinking puzzles, which is essentially where somebody will propose a question or a um, a story and the, the people trying to figure it out can ask like questions and the person can respond with yes or no until they can figure out like what is this like riddle it's like probably what you would associate as a riddle riddle me this hannah what has a gold chain on and doesn't like vin diesel (laughs) it's Alyssa cosplaying as the rock (laughs) 
<laughs> it's for the family. Um, no, the answer is family. The Rock. The answer was The Rock. Um, oh, I'm sorry. But you also don't like Vin Diesel. I don't mind Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't hate him. I just know that they've got beef. Starting the rumor mill, Alyssa doesn't like Vin Diesel. I hate him. I hate Groot. So the next category is mathematical puzzles, which, as you can imagine, involve numbers. The next one are mechanical puzzles, which involves like a physical object, such as different toys, like chess is a mechanical puzzle, jigsaw puzzles, or like puzzle boxes. Rubik's the next cubes. One's, sorry, say that again. Rubik's cubes. Rubik's cubes. Yep, exactly. The next form of puzzle is a meta puzzle, which is a puzzle that combines elements of different subcategories. So it could be both a mechanical and a mathematical puzzle. The next ones are paper and pencil puzzles, which is a crossword puzzle or like a nanogram or stuff like that. You've got um, spot the difference puzzles, where it's like you get a picture and another picture and you have to find the differences between them. Tour puzzles, which I don't know why it's called that, but essentially it's like a maze where you have to, you know, find your way from one side to the other. Word puzzles, like a crossword puzzle. There's different, there's many different examples. That's just the first one I came to and I'm like, I already used that one. Like a um, cryptogram is a word puzzle. And then the last category is puzzle video games because there are so many different varieties. This can include things like Tetris. It can include like adventure, like platforming games. So many you could pick. Minesweeper, puzzle video game. Arguably the most popular type of puzzle is the jigsaw puzzle. It was first created in 1760 or 1767. There's some dispute. Two different people could be credited as the creator of the puzzle, but essentially it was first created as a sort of teaching device where this man cut up a map into pieces to aid with geography, like the study of geography for students. The largest puzzle in existence, Hannah, has 40,320 pieces. I'm getting it for you for your birthday. <laughs> Remember when we got that like a thousand piece one and it took us so long to do? Yeah. I mean, I just did a 500 piece one and it was three sessions to complete and each one was roughly an hour of just only doing the puzzle. Right. So, so puzzles were first known as riddles before they were eventually called puzzles. For instance, they can be seen as early as in within like Greek mythology with the riddle of the Sphinx and many other things, you know, they appear in other forms of media throughout uh, history. And so newspapers started doing puzzle contests in the early 20th century as means to like, I know I, I, I lisp a little bit there. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. The earliest. <laughs> <laughs> the early 20th century. So first, the most common puzzle in these um, puzzle <laughs> contests or crossword puzzles, which you know, Hannah, will lead you to win a leg lamp. What? Sexy leg lamp. Oh, leg lamp. Are they still yeah, leg you know, lamp? like from a Christmas story, he gets the lamp because he wins the crossword puzzles. Yes. But more modern day, they usually tend to be more like Sudoku than crossword puzzles. So that's just my brief history of puzzles. Hannah, do you want to run through what puzzles I I created? I picked some of my favorites. I picked a few I'd never done before. A smattering of things to get a good, a fair, even spread. Sure. So uh, first one is, call it a jumble. It's basically the one that comes in like the Sunday newspaper where you have to 
uh, you get words that are jumbled and you have to figure out what each word is. And then there's like a clue at the end and you have to use the words you've gotten and the ones that are circled to figure out the final clue. So it's essentially like unscrambling words. Yeah, it's kind of like um, anagrams. Right. Correct me if I'm saying this wrong. Rubis? Rubis. Rubis. So essentially Rubis puzzles are like, I don't really know how to describe them, but they're like word. It's word play. So it's like words and then they're formatted in different ways to try to get you to say a phrase. So for instance, one that I see most often is it's the word herring and it's in red, like red writing. To solve the puzzle, it would be a red herring. Right. Would be would be that puzzle. But they can get very complicated. They can, it's kind of a more, like, broad category. Right. Okay. And then we have uh, cryptograms, which Alyssa mentioned. Those are essentially, like, it's essentially like a decoder, I guess, where each, or each number or letter is matched up with a different letter in the alphabet. So you kind of have to use context clues to figure out how to solve the phrase or the the word or whatever it is. Kakuro? I think it's Kokuro. Kokuro? Okay. I think that's, <laughs> This that's is the one that gave me uh <laughs> gave me a challenge, let me tell you. Can you describe it because I don't really think I understand what it is. Yeah, I just like to read some messages that I received from Hannah earlier yeah. this week. And then uh, I do have a shout out after you read those messages. Okay. So Hannah sent a picture of it and said, "Quote the fuck is this game? I've been reading the instructions for 10 minutes and I don't understand. Then she texted me today and she said, I still can't fucking figure out Kokuro. It's pissing me off. <laughs> and then I told her to, to re- watch like an instructional video to see if she could figure it out. So essentially what it is, is it's very similar. It's like a mix between Sudoku and a crossword puzzle. But instead of it being words and letters, you use numbers. So essentially there's a a grid system, like a crossword, but it has the total number at the top. So for instance, a column might have the number 20 um, and then four boxes. So essentially four numbers will added together equal 20 in that column. But you also have to consider the horizontal rows as well. And essentially you're trying to make sure you don't include the same number twice in in a row or a column. And so it's a lot of just, like, uh, logic-based is how I would describe it. Right. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Stephen Scott on YouTube. His instruction video was actually beneficial. I did learn how to play, but I still was struggling, so. Nice. Thank you, Stephen Scott. Thank you. And thank you, Stanfields. Stanfields. Next we have Majong. I think it's, yeah, Majong. Or Or Zara Hedden. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's a uh, silent letter in there or anything. Um, essentially what that is, is it's like a tile-based matching game. So you get a big puzzle and a lot of the pieces are covered. You can't see what's underneath. And using like the tiles that are visible to you, you have to match two of them together. Uh, once you match them, they get taken off and then new tiles are visible or displayed. So you kind of go through the whole puzzle. You have to match them all. Then we just have a crossword puzzle, which is what you find in the newspaper. It's just uh, clues, and you have to fill in the words that match the clues, horizontal and vertical, until you finish the whole thing. Minesweeper. Essentially, Minesweeper is, I guess it's like a computer-based game. That's where we first started playing it. You're given a, a grid, 
and you have to click on little tiles and then once you click on them a number will come up and tell you how many connecting tiles are wait have a bomb have a bomb yeah or a so if there's yeah. So, like, if a one comes up, that means only of the one touching tiles has, like, a mine on it. Essentially, if you hit the mine, the game's over. So, you're trying to get through the whole puzzle by clicking on the tiles and then putting flags down where you think mines are. So, if you get through the puzzle clicking all the clear ones and flag all the ones that are mines, you win the game. Solitaire, which is essentially a card-based game. It's basically... You get a row of cards, you have to put all the aces at the top, and then you go in, like, uh, numerical order. You have to put, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, but it has to be alternating black and red. Uh, The goal of the game, essentially, is to get rid of all the cards that are on the grid in front of you. Nanograms, which you can explain because you're... Yeah. So nanogram. Yeah. So nanograms. You are given a grid system where it's like five by five. You could have ten by ten. And essentially, what your goal is is you have to fill in the tiles within a row, depending on what the number is. So if, like, let's say the number on the, like the row is six, then you know six of of the ten of these need to be filled in. And essentially what you do is you're going through and you put an X, like X's in spots where there won't be tiles. And essentially when you're done, it creates a picture. So they can be very simple or they can be very hard. For instance, the nanogram puzzle I'm working on right now is a 40 by 40, which means you've got... Uh... 1600 yeah 1600 squares that will need to be either crossed out or filled in okay and then we've got last but not least uh sudoku puzzles which essentially um you get a grid again a grid there's horizontal lines there's vertical lines and then there's a box of nine tiles and so each way you go you have to get numbers one through nine so within a box of three by three you can't repeat the numbers one through nine Horizontal lines, you can't repeat one through nine. And vertical lines, you cannot repeat one through nine. I just realized when I was doing that, I did that backwards of what I said, but it's regardless. I think with, people, with most people emotions. know what a Sudoku puzzle right. is. Right. So you're just trying so. to get one through nine. You can't get repeats. Um, it's pretty, pretty simple. Not simple, but like it's one of the more common puzzles. But those are our 10. Alyssa picked 10 puzzles. Yeah. And actually, I just wanted to say that, put this down so I don't make noise. My love of puzzles is so strong that in my English class, we had to write a puzzle, like a paper about topics and different types of writing, and I did them about puzzles. (laughs) I don't think I have access to that paper anymore. I think it's on my old laptop, but just know that I wrote an entire page worth of writing just about Sudoku. So in case you didn't, in case you doubted my puzzleness. Um, I also have completed, like, 28 Nancy Drew computer games that are all just puzzles. So, come at me. Yes. Number 10, simply for the fact that it took me a week to figure it out. I will admit it's my own fault, but also the app I was using, I will say the instructions were not great instructions. And a lot of people in the YouTube video I watched said that they came here because they didn't understand the instructions that were written out. So. That's fair. Sometimes you just need to, like, hear someone explain it. Well, and, and he, it. like, showed, like, he had a puzzle he, like, worked on. So it yeah. was easier to see. Right. Um, so simply for the fact that I'm dumb, 
Uh, number 10 is Kakuro. Um, I said if I can't learn the rules after playing for an hour, I don't want to play. <laughs> and that's why it's number 10. That's fair. It, once I will say once I figured it out, it was actually like interesting and intriguing. Yeah. But also like it just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. So number 10, I did um, Rubus. So I just don't generally have the patience to do word puzzles like that. Like, I just, like, I spend so much time thinking and, like, sometimes I just miss the obvious answer. And I, like, feel like that frustrates me at times. Like, when I compare some of these puzzles, I was just, like, looking at one and I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to do this one. I'm going to move on to the next one. Some of the word-based ones I don't necessarily have the patience for, um, and they don't bring me as much joy as some of the other ones do. And if it doesn't bring you joy, you drop it. Funnily, funny, funny, funnily, funnily enough, for my cryptogram, which was number nine, I wrote, it doesn't bring me joy. I think that cryptograms are like an interesting concept. I think my problem is that I'm just, like, not super into, like, word, actual word puzzles. And, like, the whole decoding thing is cool, but I also find cryptograms to be, like, sometimes very easy because you don't necessarily need to figure out the pattern. You can just figure out what the sentence is supposed to be and just, like, fill it in that way. So, I don't know. I just don't find it, like, as as challenging as I would like, and I'm just, like, not, it's not a puzzle I would go and seek out. So, number nine, I have Minesweeper. I just have never really liked Minesweeper that much. I was getting frustrated when I was playing it today because I'm like, all right, what are the rules? Do I remember how to play? And I'm like, I think so. And I like be like, okay, this is, I got this one flagged. I got this one flagged. And then I click on a spot and it'd be a mine. I'd be like, wait, how does this make sense? That does, This doesn't work in my brain. It's a fine game. That format, I don't like as much. I think I just, I am a little too impatient and I'll click on things before I've scanned the whole thing before. And I like puzzles where I can correct my mistakes. Like, I prefer that than to being like, and you're done. <laughs> like, you're cut off. you dead. Yeah, because essentially once you get it wrong, it's just over. Yeah, it's over. And then you have to start over. Yeah. Feels a little too harsh. Yeah. I actually agree with you. I put number eight, Minesweeper. I have a lot of nostalgia with Minesweeper because it was like one of the first things I remember doing on our home computer because we had a little Minesweeper game you could play in like solitaire. I think Minesweeper's fun until it isn't. Like in the fact that as soon as you hit a bomb, you're just done. That's it. It is high stakes, I will say. I think the first few clicks are fun, but then it just becomes really tedious. It, I agree with you. Like I did the same thing today. I was playing and I was like, wait, I flagged all of these. And then it was like, there's a bomb here. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So um, number eight, I have crossword puzzles. And I don't have any problems with crossword puzzles. There is nothing that I dislike about them. I just had to rank it this low because I generally don't do crossword puzzles. So because of that, they had to go a little lower. Um, number seven, I went with solitaire. Um, don't get me wrong. I think solitaire is like a good time killing thing. I think the problem is I get very little joy when I complete solitaire nowadays. Maybe because I played it a lot as a kid, like on the computer, it just like doesn't it's no longer fun for me to complete a round of solitaire. And I, I equate solitaire to a game you play when you're just truly bored and you have nothing else to do and you're like, sure, I'll play solitaire. Like I've had some days where I'm super bored and I'll literally pull, like during quarantine, I would pull out a stack of cards and physically play solitaire. 
I certainly did that as well. Yep. Yeah. And so it's just kind of one of those things that like I associate with being bored as opposed to like being intrigued in something. Yeah, that that is very fair. Um, So number seven, I did Mahjong. I like it. There was a period of time on my old laptop was constantly playing it. But once I got through that like period of time where I only played that, I rarely revisit it. I do like it though, because it's in concept, very simple, because you're just matching numbers together, but you also have to be considerate of what tiles are covering what, because certain tiles are blocked by other tiles, so you have to, like, strategically decide which you're going to map. So I think there's a lot of um, skill involved with it that I think makes it entertaining, and you can have a bunch of different shapes, so it's um, variety. there's a lot of variety there, but it's just not one I come to very often. Number six, I went with the crossword puzzle. I think crossword puzzles are more fun in like a group setting when you do them with other people. I know a couple times up north we've like just done crossword puzzles like in the morning as like a group because I think crossword puzzles, the problem is some of like them can be really difficult and I feel like I don't rarely ever com- complete a crossword unless I'm asking someone else or Googling stuff. Or your because mom. A lot, yeah, because a lot <laughs> of it can be like stuff that you don't really know the answer to. And I think they're, like, okay, but I don't ever seek out a crossword puzzle. Yeah. I, I feel like our mom is the only person I know who, like, actively does just tons of crossword puzzles. She's, like, pretty good at them. She too. usually does them in the paper or in magazines, like, all the time. Speaking of that, number six, I put Jumble. So I wrote a note in the um, Google because I wasn't sure if that was the official name. I was like, that one game mom always plays in the newspaper. And that's, like, I think part of why I have it placed here is it's like a lot of my memories are like doing it with my mom and not like me seeking it out and doing it. It is kind of what you said with crossword where it's kind of like for me it's like a group thing and I think that aspect is really nice but I also I agree like I I wouldn't seek it out on my own really ever so it's fun but it's not like it's not a top five. Number five, I went with Majon. Um, I think that it's fun to, like, a certain point. The problem with that is, like, I don't feel like I could play game after game after game of it. Because I think mm-hmm. at a certain point, it becomes, like, you're just, like, kind of, like, clicking, clicking, clicking. And I was, like, with you, I, on my old computer, too, I had, like, the app. Or, like, a, it was, like, a game or an app. And I literally, like, played it almost every day. Um, and then when I was playing it today, I was, like, oh... like it's fun but it's just not maybe as like thought-provoking as some as the as as some of the other (laughs) i'm like having the fumbles today um the fumbles you know as some as as some of the other puzzles i'll just leave it at that yeah that's fair so number five i have kakuro this game was new to me. I like kind of went online and I looked up. I'm like, okay, what are some puzzles I can add to this list? I had never done it before. <laughs> That's fair. I was looking at them and I'm like, oh, this seems interesting. You know, I'm not familiar with this one. I don't know what what it is about it, but um, let me read. Let me. I got distracted by trying to flip you off. This is really intriguing to me because it combines a lot of elements of things I like. I really am engaged by number based puzzles, which you'll see as we move into my top three. And this one is very interesting. It is difficult though. Like it involves a lot of thinking and a lot of strategy to be like, okay, this number, I can put one of these two numbers here 
So it's a lot of like thinking ahead, which I think can be hard to do. I think because I've done so many other number-based puzzles before, this one wasn't as like difficult for me to like, like cold, I don't know, I can't come up with a better word than cold, cold. Approach like cold, where I had never done it before and didn't have any tutorials or anything. I just went in and did some puzzles. But it was fun. I liked it. I also think I um, enjoyed your displeasure of it and how much you hated it and didn't understand it. And so I think that made it a little bit better for me to be like, oh, and I did it in six minutes. Perfect. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's something I'll continue to do more of or replace some of my current stuff, but I like it. Fuck Kuro. Fuck Molly 2022. 2022. That's the motto. All right, number four, I went with Rubis. Um, I actually really like these word puzzles. These were ones we did in like elementary school and middle school. Like I remember when teachers didn't want to teach, they would just hand these out and be like, work on these for the next, am I wrong? Am I riddle, wrong? Riddle me this, students. Do these puzzles so I can take a nap. <laughs> That's what the teachers left for the substitute teachers was like hand these out to the kids or it was like the last day before winter break and they're like we don't yeah, want to do it was shit. some days when it was just kind of like we don't need to do yeah. anything or right after finals or you right know, something like that um but i do really enjoy like the cleverness of word puzzles like in this format i think it's kind of like cheeky in a way i don't think i've ever said cheeky in my life but you know cheeky. here we are I think it's challenging. I do think it's fun. And I was doing them today and I was like actually getting frustrated when I couldn't figure one out. But yeah, I just find them to be like intriguing. For number four, my pick is cryptograms. So this is my favorite word-based puzzle that I've done so far. So I've done cryptograms before in other formats where instead of it being a sentence made of let a random letters and then they associated as a code X would equal A. But I've also done them where it's like symbols equals letters or, you know, numbers equal letters. So that I think is really fun for me for word because it's like, how do I form word? You use the clues you have, like if there's one letter, it's either going to be an I or an A. So you could try to be like, okay, let me try putting an I here, see if any words kind of start to make sense. No. Okay, let me go to an A. It's a lot of like um, code breaking, which is fun. I enjoy that aspect of it. So that's why it's number four for me. Number three is the good old jumble. I think I very much associate this with, like you said, with like mom pulling out the Sunday paper and like sitting down and like us trying to help her before she solved the whole thing because she would just like, literally we'd like walk over there to help her and she would be done with the entire jumble. Yeah, she's really good at those. Um, Or she would, if she couldn't get one, she would ask us. So I very much associate with that. I think the thing I like about the jumble is they're usually challenging, but for the most part, they're pretty doable if you kind of sit there and think about it for a few minutes. I think this is my favorite word-based puzzle because I, I do like to, a jumble, you can sometimes do really quickly. Yeah. I don't like a crossword where you have to sit there for three hours or even like some Sudoku puzzles that are really challenging, like it takes a long time. So I like having like a quick like five minute jumble you can do. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why the Riddler hated Batman so much. Maybe. Maybe because Batman only does jumbles. <laughs> Probably. And he's like, come on. Why so serious, Hannah? Why so serious? My top three could honestly all interchange, just depending on what one I'm feeling more. But all three of these, I would say, are probably equally as enjoyable to me. It's just right now, which one is most to least enjoyable, is what I would say. 
So for number three, I have Solitaire. And I do agree with you where Solitaire is one of those games that you play when you're bored, but also I just like to play Solitaire in general. Like, if I'm bored, great, I love Solitaire. It's like Phase 10, you know? Great, I'm bored, I'm going to play Phase 10, and I'm going to love it. So I like that I could get out a deck of cards and I could play Physical Solitaire, or I could use an app on my phone and I could play Solitaire. You could play Spider Solitaire, which is like an easier version of Solitaire. Or I could go on my computer and I could play Solitaire. Like, there's so many formats and different methods of ways that I could play this game. So it's easily accessible to all people, which I think is really important. It's also cards, which card games, is I think we've discussed on this podcast before, were um, a very integral part of our lives growing up. Maybe we'll just rank straight up card games at some point. Phase 10. Phase 10. If you don't like Phase 10 and you know who I'm talking about... <laughs> You need, to, you. you need to you uh, need to get get the picture. Get I don't know picture. what I was trying to say there. You must like it. You must come to appreciate the greatness that is Phase 10. This is besides the point, though. We're not talking about Phase 10 right now. We're talking about Solitaire. And I like Solitaire. It's fun. It's It can be a very quick game. There requires some skill, but mostly it's just following patterns. And, you know, sometimes you need that mindless kind of thing going on. Number two, I have... Sudoku. It's one of those puzzle games that I've consistently gone to for years for like car rides, for sitting in doctor's offices waiting to go to an appointment. Airplanes. Um, yeah, airplanes. Like, hopefully, no one, none of my managers at work ever listen to this, mm-hmm. but I will sit on a weekend shift for eight hours and play multiple, multiple, multiple games of this on my phone. I think. The thing I like about Sudoku is, like, it's challenging, but it's also, like, it's fun. And I think that it's easy to play back-to-back-to-back games of it. I think the replayability, if that's, like, the correct term, is one of the things I enjoy the most about it. Because I can sit there forever and play Sudoku puzzles. Yeah, number two, I also have Sudoku. And I would say the same thing. I've been playing Sudoku since probably I was in, I know, maybe middle school, maybe earlier. I don't exactly know when I started. But, like, I've played them fairly consistently since, like, I was first introduced to them. And there was a period of time where I, like, was obsessed. I played Sudoku every single day for months and months at a time. And then, you know, would drop it for a bit and pick it back up and... I have found that I'm. it's not my go-to right now. Um, my number one is my go-to for the time being. But, like, it is still very good, and you can make it as easy or as difficult as you want, um, which I think is also really nice, too. But, yeah, I've played it in car rides. I've played it in at the airport and airplanes, you know, and on my phone waiting for classes to start. That was a big thing in college. Mm-hmm. I had, like, games. Like, I had Solitaire. I had Sudoku. I had, like... 2048 I had like just a grouping like okay I've got five minutes what am I gonna do for five minutes before class starts one of these um yeah it's really great I would recommend it no one's if you've never played Sudoku in your life what are you doing go find it somewhere and enjoy the greatness that is Sudoku yeah number one is the nanogram which I had never played until this last week when Alyssa wrote it on the list I will say I have heard Alyssa talk about nanograms for years, or for the past, like, couple years. I started playing nanograms during the pandemic in 2020. That was my, like, I am losing my mind indoors, by myself, isolated. I need something to do to keep me stimulated. So it was 2020. Yes. 
And I understand. I do understand because I started playing probably literally a week ago. I have not stopped playing. Yeah. I can't stop playing them. And I have not gotten bored. I've literally played the other night. I couldn't fall asleep. I played for like two hours while I listened to uh, Caught Up on the Office Ladies podcast. Mm-hmm. I just sat there and played them. And I think I like them because, one, it's fun to have a picture at the end. It feels like yeah. you accomplished something. Two, I do think it's cha- – I was like, oh, this is so easy. The five by five, I was like, this is so simple. And then I got to one that was like a 15. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, it is yeah. challenging, but it's also, like, challenging in the best ways. Because I didn't really get, like, frustrated. I just was, like, trying to figure it out. And – yeah, I want to play the ones you play because I know you can get, like, they do, like, pictures of actual people. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you showed me and you're like, who is this? And I was like, I have no idea. But, yeah, I think it's just fun and I'm glad it was introduced into my life because I have think I have found my new, like, Sudoku. Like, this is the one now that I would go to to play when I'm, like, bored waiting for something. Yes. Number one, I also have nonograms. I... I don't even remember how I found nanograms, to be honest. I think I was doing Sudoku puzzles and I saw, like, other things listed. And I'm like, oh, nanograms seem interesting. And then I started to do them and I remembered. So I, <laughs> we're going all the way back to Nancy Drew. Is where a lot of these games, I like, a lot of these puzzles I discovered. There was a game based out of Japan. So I probably played it late middle school, early high school. One of the puzzles was this humongous nanogram puzzle. And I remember our brother and I, I usually played these games together. And I remember we sat there for like over an hour, maybe even two hours, just trying to solve this puzzle. And it was so hard. I remember it being so hard. So when I went back to it and started playing them, definitely there is a learning curve. You start small and work your way up and... Now I'm at a point where, like, I can do, like, there's, like, 40 by 40, 40 by 45. I can do those puzzles. I know they're going to take a really, really long time, though. It takes a lot of patience and a lot of, like, strategy. And it's just, like, it's super engaging. I can, like, usually I do it while I'm listening to something or if I'm, like, I'll split screen my laptop and I'll do it on one side and I'll watch something else on the other side. And it's just, like, I don't know. It just, like, is really engaging, especially during the pandemic when... It really just felt like you were just stuck inside forever. <laughs> like, especially in 2020, I did so many of these and I credit it to keeping my sanity in check, but I've done them off and on either on my phone or on my computer, like pretty much weekly since the pandemic started or roughly around when the pandemic started. So it's a real lifesaver and I really, really enjoy it. And that's definitely a puzzle. I, I really recommend it. We have the same number two. We have the same, yeah, one and two, same. Yeah. Um, I'll run through mine really quick. Okay. So, uh, 10, Kokoro, Cryptograms, Minesweeper, Solitaire, Crossword Puzzle, Majon, Rubis, Jumble, Sudoku, Nanograms. Number 10, I have Rubis, then I have Minesweeper, Crossword Puzzle, Majong, Jumble, Kokoro, Cryptograms, Solitaire, Sudoku, and then number one is Nanograms. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. What we to we say. solved it. We solved we, it, Hannah. We solved the puzzle. We solved it. Yeah. I'm glad I got to do it just because of the nanograms. Like Kakuro couldn't quite frankly go <laughs> fuck itself. 
Nanogram and Kokoro kind of have some of the same elements. They do. Like, all kind of mixed together. A, um, a meta puzzle, you may say. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so, uh, glad you picked this as your episode because now I can just play these nanograms forever. We're coming back next week with, with uh, quite frankly, a mystery. Yeah, you know, we try to plan ahead, roughly speaking, but sometimes we'll leave some gaps for things to kind of uh, make themselves happen. And marinate in those juices. Marinate. You know, sometimes we just got to come up with something and we might have something that we might do, but we also don't know. So you'll it's, find out. It's literally a mystery to all of us. It's a real puzzler. It's a real lit riddle. Okay. We have our Instagram and our Twitter, our email, r3podcasts at gmail.com. If you want to tell us your favorite puzzle. Or even send us your favorite puzzle. That would be fantastic. But yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Happy happy birthday to you. Woo, yeah. Real thr- <laughs> real thrilled about that. It's going to be real exciting. Yeah. The joy, the joy is pal- palpable. palpable. You know, it's fine though. I'm going to have like a really low key. I'm going to get some good food. It's going to be nice. And then we'll have a family celebration next weekend. So that'll be nice too. Yeah. Looking forward Um, to it. But yeah, on that note, um, thanks for listening and uh, bye. Bye. We would like to thank Joseph McDade for our intro music. He provides free music available for all kinds of creative use. The song that we used is called Sunrise Expedition, and you can find it and his other music on his website, josephmcdade.com. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at r3podcasts at gmail.com. That's r, the number three, p-o-d-c-a-s-t-s at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram by searching research rank repeat.